why should we always wait until a risk materializes? So for example, we know that if people get sick um, on diabetes or anything like that, these are very expensive um, treatments and it increases the costs on the one hand side for the insurance company, on the other hand side uh, for the person itself, is, it is not good. So why not overcoming this by just helping people for a more healthier lifestyle? I'm Steven Spears and this is the future, the future, the future of customer engagement and experience podcast. Welcome to the SCEE podcast presented by the future of Check out the show notes after you get done with this episode to find our article of the week from the site handpicked by our team to give you some good reading for this week. This is part two of our discussion on commoditization challenges in telecommunications, insurance, and utilities. We've got a great panel of guests, including Florian Freiberg, Sandeep Chaudhry, Stefan Müller. If you haven't already checked out part one of this conversation, I highly recommend you pause right here, go back, check that out, and then come back and click play again right about this point. We'll pick up the conversation with Florian describing how utilities is starting to use the models that telco have been using for the last few years. We even see in utilities that the first ones kind of really adopting the, the telco model, right? We have one here in Germany that say, we, we don't put our tariffs kind of upfront. We say, you want a, a, a device, not a phone, but maybe an e-scooter or you want a PlayStation or whatever, right? And uh, you pay it off kind of subsidized with a with an electricity contract and you pay it off with a monthly fee. Of course, it's higher than you would just by by uh, just you have the electricity rate but it's something that the, the the telcos were kind of the role model right so you start with maybe you start with a device and then this is something where you get here the newest iphone and it is something that is kind of carried over now in, into the utilities but stefan sorry i i, I cut you off yeah, no worries, um, I, because I want to um, uh, d- disagree with, with Sandeep, because you said that in the insurance industry, it's not um, likely to have, um, let's say, certain um, bundles or that you don't need to um, set up a good infrastructure and a lot of investments, because there's there's one thing, and that is something that the pandemic situation has really forced um, the insurance companies to, to catch up. Um, there's there's one thing that I want to make an example because up to now you had this physical um, advisory, right? Um, there's statistics that says that um, up to a certain point, fifty uh, percent of the insurance con- contracts still got sold by an agent, which means in most of the cases that were um, physical meetings where you had somebody sitting at your home, uh, eating your cake uh, or your biscuits and uh, drinking your coffee, and at the end, this with the pandemic situation, this has completely changed not because of the biscuits, but as well, um, the the physical meetings are no longer possible. And that was something that really was a hard uh, hurdle to overcome for the insurance business to find new ways. And that as well brought it up to the point that there were insurance companies that started already that journey towards a digital agenda. So they started to... um, do their way on how they deal with different channels, how to do the omni-channel story, right? Which is something that retailers are really good at. Um, And this is something where the insurance companies, um, not all of them just started and um, they're far from the the saturation on the experience management like we have it in the retail industry. So this was one thing. 
where they uh, needed to overcome. And the ones that didn't start already, they just got hit very, very hard on this side. Um, so I think this is something to, to differentiate. And there's just another point just to um, underline that insurance companies as well needed to change from their classical sign-off business and say you sign it and then you claim it and off you go. Um, there is um, areas like um, examples in the insurance industry that went into to go to new ways, right? They overcome this commodity of you insure a risk and when the risk materializes, we pay for it. Um, and that is an insurance company uh, out of South Africa and they're just doing, they started very early, um, let's say, I think it's 20 to 30 years ago they started to overcome to the point of um, paying for a risk for to going towards a risk prevention. So what the intent or uh, what their thought process was all about, why should we always wait until a risk materializes? So for example, we know that if people get sick um, on diabetes or anything like that, these are very expensive um, treatments and it increases the costs and on the one hand side for an insurance company, on the other hand side uh, for the person itself, is, it is not good. So why not overcoming this by just helping people for a more healthier lifestyle? So what they've done is they introduced, um, let's say, uh, treatments, um, knowledge transfers, trainings on how to get a good diet. So, I, but. This is not the point because good diets you can get everywhere in the newspapers and you can call them whatever they want. This this week it's this diet, but they as well facilitated it with if you eat healthy, if you do sports, they facilitated as well people doing sports by just um, giving people some kind of these um, fitness trackers. And if they share the fitness data and they um, do competitions with their peers, they uh, would just earn points and they can use these points to buy certain products. So for example, if you uh, do your exercises regularly, you get a coffee for free on your um, coffee maker around the corner, or you gain points that you can use to buy certain products and you get subsidized um, shoes. For example, if you do running, then you get your shoes 50% off, or if you use the airline, um, no, the, the train to the airport instead of driving by car, you get it 100% um, reimbursed or all these kind of things. So they, they try to overcome the point of paying for people getting sick towards preventing people getting sick and lower the costs and increasing the, the customer, uh, customer's lifestyle in a way that being more healthy helps the customers to feel better. Costs can go down. And at the end, they stipulate as well the demand for certain products with um, sharing the credit cards, which, uh, or for example, um, they as well come from the insurance business and created a bank, right? It's, it's completely new industry to overcome a certain barrier. And when you apply for a mortgage loan and you share your fitness data, then your percentage, the interest rate goes further down. So you can stipulate this. So this as well shows that out of a commodity product, like, um, like a credit card or applying for mortgage loan, you can add certain aspects which makes it more attractive and more appealing to customers. And that shows as well that you need to overcome certain, let's say, commodity levels in order to make a product attractive. And this is attractiveness helps you as well to come out of this side-by-side um, -side comparison on this pure pricing itself because the value add 
is something that differentiates you from the commodity products, right? So, for example, we know that if people get sick um, on diabetes or anything like that, these are very expensive um, treatments and it increases the costs. And on the one hand side for the insurance company, on the other hand side uh, for the person itself, is it is not good. So why not overcoming this by just helping people for a more healthier lifestyle? So what they've done is they introduced, um, let's say, uh, treatments, um, knowledge transfers, trainings on how to get a good diet. So I, but this is not the point because good diets you can get everywhere in the newspapers and you can call them whatever they want. This, this week it's this diet, but they as well facilitated it with if you eat healthy, if you do sports, they facilitated as well people doing sports by just um, giving people some kind of these um, fitness trackers. And if they share the fitness data and they uh, do competitions with their peers, they uh, would just earn points and they can use these points to buy certain products. So, for example, if you uh, do your exercises regularly, you get a coffee for free on your um, coffee maker around the corner or you gain points that you can use to buy certain products and you get subsidized um, shoes, for example. If you do running, then you get your shoes 50% off or if you use the airline, um, no, the, the train to the airport instead of driving by car, you get it 100% um, reimbursed or all these kind of things. So they, they try to overcome the point of paying for people getting sick towards preventing people getting sick and lower the costs and increasing the, the customer, uh, customer's lifestyle in a way that being more healthy helps the customers to feel better. Costs can go down. And at the end, they stipulate as well the demand for certain products with um, sharing the credit cards, which, uh, or for example, um, they as well come from the insurance business and created a bank, right? It's, it's completely new industry to overcome a certain barrier. And when you apply for a mortgage loan and you share your fitness data, then your percentage, the interest rate goes further down. So you can stipulate this. So this as well shows that out of a commodity product like, um, like a credit card or applying for a mortgage loan, you can add certain aspects which makes it more attractive and more appealing to customers. And that shows as well that you need to overcome certain, let's say, commodity levels in order to make a product attractive. And this is attractiveness helps you as well to come out of this side-by-side um, -side comparison on this pure pricing itself because the value add is something that differentiates you from the commodity products, right? I mean, we have that. Uh, if I download the app for my car insurance company and they track if I'm speeding, things like that, um, you know, I, they can actually give me a discount if if I'm driving more, you know, carefully. Which I haven't downloaded it. I'm like, look, you know, what's a couple dollars to to drive like like I'm uh, my car is breaking down on the side of the road. But no, I, I think you guys have really all touched on. Uh, it's almost a complete mindset shift now of more of a share of household than necessarily a share of the market. You know, that companies shouldn't necessarily be as focused on conquering the cell phone market or conquering the car insurance, that these companies need to be looking more forward thinking of how do we conquer Steven's household, of make sure that we're the, the go-to provider for all of these things that he needs that we can supply. 
Do you think that does that seem like where this is headed? Yeah, I I, I would agree uh, because um, and and at the end of the day, the more you can capture, right, uh, the more likely you are to stay in in markets where you could potentially shift and into another. So we, I think there are some certain. Um, uh, statistics or whatever uh, from analysts that say the more contracts you hold, the more likely you are to stay. So of course, the more you conquer for in in the lifestyle or in the in the daily life of a customer, the the, the better it is. But yeah, I think it's 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 a it's a valid way to to overcome the the commodity kind of uh, hurdle at some point. Yeah. yeah. And so I think go ahead, Sadie. No, I think one of the things which all the industry players have to do, you know, so Stefan gave a good example of this South African company to uh, to prepare for the worst. You know, in the telco perspective, what can be the things which go bad? You know, things like uh, actually people are looking down at uh, amount of data you use, amount of time you are online, and all of this is regarded as detrimental to health. And uh, as well as people are conscious about, uh, you know, the higher connectivity speed, impact 5G deals. I'm not deals to your health. I mean, I'm not saying that all of this is correct, but, you know, the, there is a negative aspect to the um, to connectivity as well. You know, Daniel Goldman, one of the thinkers used to say that a connected man is also a disconnected man, you know, because uh, you are dis- distracted from everything else. So, you know, that is at a very larger level, definitely will uh, impact the telco industry in a way that, uh, you know, there is a there is a factor where things people do need to connect, people do need to connect to get uh, to work to uh, to do a lot of things, but there is also a negative aspect of it and how to get out of that. You know, in terms of focusing on the larger value, you know, your kids need your kids can get addicted to TikTok, but they also need their security, which is provided by the telco. You know, so there are two aspects to it, and uh, and uh, one of the most popular telco products these days is actually the security solutions, you know, things which make your house safe. One of our SAP colleagues, uh, his house was robbed and he was in Strasbourg vacationing at that time. And he immediately got an alert, including the video of his house getting robbed, including the people who were actually entering the house. He was able to uh, and secure it. So, you know, things, these are becoming very powerful uh, ways of telcos to go, go out of the box and to break a boundary. That's interesting because it kind of sounds like that it, a lot of these industries are almost blurring the lines because, uh, you know, in utilities even, Florian, I've seen that some companies now will offer you these home security systems that uh, a telco would normally provide, things like that. It's almost cross-pollinating of, yeah. We're going to give you that, you know, security and not necessarily just give you your energy. Yeah, so it, it, it is definitely a battle, right? Just that you said, everyone is. So everyone wants to be in your home, right? So all the Amazons, Googles wants to want to be in your home and, 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 and want to expand from there. Utilities are already there with the energy, but it's it's um, where do they where do they kind of where do they start? So I, most utilities they have different or I see different approaches from based on where they are and where they are starting from. I, I just want to make one more comment because I believe that the in my view um, the, the 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 rise of the smartphones helped the telcos a lot because now we are thinking more about we have it. I don't know how many times I, I I have my iPhone in my in my hand and and look at stuff or whatever and and, and go. So this helped a lot. 
um, to, to think more about it. I really hope that the electromobility, for example, is a kind of a catalyst as well for the, for the utilities industry, because um, there, this might be a battle that is, that is more related to energy or kind of in, in, in general, right? While the, the battle for the home security products, I think that we will see a lot of um, stuff, right? So if the Google, the, the telcos, or the, so the high-tech companies, the utilities, maybe even the insurance companies, right? So you may, you may pay less for your coverage for your home if you, if you put cameras on there, right? And make sure, like with the example you gave, Stefan, with the, with the, um, with the, South, uh, with the uh, South African company, with the a fitness tracker. I think this is all that makes all sense. We, I think we will see who who claims the most of 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 Steven Spears kind of daily daily life, right? At the end of the day, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think a good point to kind of wrap up here too. I, I'm curious to get all three of your thoughts. Uh, is the hurdle to doing this? Is it a mindset issue at this point, or is it more of a technology issue for these companies that are? wanting to explore these new ways of doing it. Uh, what's, what's the barrier right now to not say that everybody's doing this and, and doing the right way? I, I'm curious to get each of your perspective on, on if it's more a company mindset or if it's, there's just not the right tools to do it. I don't think there are any technological showstoppers. The fact that uh, one of the telcos in the world is able to do certain things is the proof that it just can be done. It, most of the reasons why these things don't get done is because of, uh, of you know, most people don't like to take risks and deviate from what they are doing and deviate too much from what, what uh, the market expects from them, the board expects from them, the customers expects from them, as well as their employees, you know. So it is, uh, it is the fact that most of us, uh, when the house gets flooded, we are likely to stay inside and then run for the higher ground. You know, uh, that is the logic, which is uh, really the problem here. I, I, I like the picture that you're drawing there, Sandeep. Um, but I, I see it as well that it is not, there's a question that you raised, Stephen, it's not an easy one to answer because I think the technology enables these kind of scenarios to overcome it. Like we've seen with the IoT devices, it opened up complete new ways for telcos, for the insurance business, as well for the utilities. So I guess technology is a facilitator here, um, like we see as well with, with fintechs uh, or insurtechs that, um, let's say, easier ways to do engagements. Uh, the technology is facilitating as well the experience um, gathering the information, doing the personalization, all this kind of stuff. On the other hand side, I guess as well um, that insurance companies that traditionally have a big uh, legacy uh, on their side, legacy in the way of their systems that uh, sometimes might be very, very old. Um, um, so they have this kind of uh, challenges as well to overcome this. That's the going back to the technology side um, and as well the processes, right? So if you're doing things in a certain manner over a certain period of time or long period of time, it's as well difficult to break out of these this kind of uh, processes and sometimes go out of it and, and look at it from the outside and ask question yourself, why am I doing or why are we doing it that way and not changing it? So I think that's the, the natural behavior of the human beings doing things as a routine and um, that as well makes you some kind of blind to see new possibilities to, to do adjustments. So I would say it's both ways, technology and the processes. 
my my first initial reaction was um, it is it is um, it is it is both both areas. So it, it is the mindset and the technology. But then Sandeep, when you when you answered, I had to agree because the technology is existing, but not on not most not the most utilities are not using it um, because of different reasons. Why? Because it's because to to Stefan's point, it's legacy and to get the data out and 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 make it easy, have a fast go to market to introduce new products and services. Because it's not just to run and to run an ad and say now we are selling refrigerators as well. Because the whole end-to-end process needs to work, right? You need to be able to to market it. You need to be able to, to build it. You need to sell it. Then you need to to ship, to bill it, invoice, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is this is more than just that. What you would see as as an individual when you put it into your shopping cart and you check out. So this all needs needs to work. Is it is it there? Is it existing? Of course, yes. And and Sandeep is right. And and we have examples. But I would say it's 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 so. Both are right. So Stefan and, and Sandeep, it's it's most people I think are afraid. And there is no there's no golden rule to say if you do it like this, all of a sudden we will earn a cash load of uh, a truckload of money. I think this is the disruptors. Um, this is why disruptors are kind of really influencing industries quite quite heavily from, from other industries, because if they go in, they really drastically try out new things and experiment and and um, at least for utilities, I can say I would I would really wish for most utilities to be more open and just to try a few things because at some point disruptors will come and and then they they need to chase them and they need to try to need to to follow up. So um, yes, it is a mindset and a technology thing. Although this is not a simple yes or no question. Well, I try not to ask the to where all three of you can go. Yeah, you're right. And then you know here we are. So. <laughs> Well, perfect, guys. Well, obviously, because this is the future of customer engagement experience podcast, I have to end it on um, what you guys are predicting for the future of your respective industries. So, since uh, you're, you're, uh, I think, ready for this one, Florian, you look. What are you predicting for the future of, of utilities? I, I predict that that the utilities will have a, a huge huge rise uh, with electromobility if they claim that opportunity like i said before if they really because i'm i'm i have an electric vehicle myself and i was hoping for more support from my from from the utilities i was left alone but because i really believe that that turnkey solutions maybe compared with solar maybe con- com- coupled with some battery storage that this can be uh, a future market. this is what i predict Again, maybe if the incumbent utilities or the the disruptors will will claim that this is what I foresee, and then um, this will be the, the 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 future of the experience. So the commodities will be baked into into like I said, turnkey offerings. Interesting, Sandeep. I know electromobility is kind of your thing, right? So uh, that can't be a future prediction for you as well, right? <laughs> I can. I think for our industry, you know, the key challenge right now is uh, 5G, IoT, and edge computing. And what it means is, you know, uh, devices, including cars, become more important for the industry than subscribers alone. And that is also the way to address commoditization because there are like to be billions and millions of these and different type of services associated with these devices. So this will be the guiding trend in uh, our industry. Perfect. And then Stefan, mine's even a personal, I'm curious to know. So, uh, cause obviously I'm going to have to buy insurance for the rest of my life. So, uh, 
What do you see uh, future future looking? I think um, that this is something to overcome the commodity that's in the area is as well to um, yeah get to new meet the people where they are right and and this is just something where the insurance company has started at the beginning to say that um, the insurance company somehow made it um, let's say to the to the end or a little bit further away from their customer. So they're in second and third line towards the customer. So I think main point is that um, the blurring industry um, barriers is just one point where the insurance company needs to um, yeah, get closer to their customers, meeting their customers at the point of sale. So when you buy your electronic device, on your supermarket, uh, when you buy it online, um, being there, being something that you can add and clearly articulate the value that you can bring to the table. Um, I think this is something that insurance companies need to um, uh, do their, do it a little bit better as well in the um, customer experience, how to make it easier, not having a hundred uh, questionnaire um, a piece of paper to overcome certain questions, but just make it simplified, um, easy to engage and easy to uh, yeah, raise a claim, for example, and uh, help the customers to overcome a negative event. So I guess there's those are the areas where the insurance companies can accelerate based on the IoT scenarios that we discussed. So I guess there's quite a lot that uh, the industry can do if they uh, yeah, just take it as an, take the, the chance by the hand and um, use the creativity they can bring to the table. Thanks again to Florian, Sandeep, and Stefan for joining us for this great discussion. If you want to learn more about our guests and of course the work they're doing, be sure to check out the show notes where you can find links to everything there. Leave us a review if you feel led to do so. Let us know how we're doing. And you can always subscribe to the podcast to get notifications when new episodes come out. They'll pop up right there in your feed for you. I'm Steven Spears, and this is the Future of Customer Engagement and Experience Podcast. We'll see you next time.